This is a very, a very auspicious start for the episode 14 in that... Episode 14? Yes, it is. Episode 14, did you just say? I did, Gordon. It's very auspicious because, take a look around you, this is the first time you have been in my virtual bar. What do you make of it? Ah, I'm feeling honoured. I was feeling left out, to be honest, but I'm glad that you finally let me in. Uh, it's great, great to, great to be in, great to be in. I'm looking forward to sitting back and having a great week. Well, the reason we're doing this, Gordon, is this is, I think, what Netflix call a season finale. Would that be right? I think that is fair, <laughs> yes. I think it is a season finale, absolutely. What are we doing? What are we not doing? Tell them, tell them. I just wanted to maybe just have a look back at what we've done over the last 14 episodes and maybe throw forward as well what we'll be doing in August when we start again but 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 first can I just point you in the direction across there we've got some of our old guests you know I didn't want to tell you but this is what happens after the show we sometimes come for a drink right and and really and I yeah, 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 coming now just I think technology you never got the text it must have been a technology thing but over there is our um guests that were our insider's guide. All, all the people that were telling us the insider story of the whiskey making. You mean like Sean and Sandy and yeah. Katie and Emma and Jason? Yeah, yeah, they're all there. In fact, let's just dip in and let's just have a listen to see what they're uh, talking about. Yeah, it's like being a pilot, as you said. We're there for the, the, the takeoff. We have to get that takeoff right. If we don't get it right, um, we're going to lose all the conjurers, all the light, the fruity characters that make Glengoin so unique. So, for example, when we go in spirit, uh, we go in spirit within five minutes. Most other distilleries will be 15, 20 minutes, even half an hour before um, the spirit will actually run clear. That that's probably the hardest the hardest part of being a cooper is building a cut. I mean. It's something we do as our, for our trades test is raise up a cask from scratch. It, it's the only time that I ever eat tomatoes is when I'm in Spain. Every day I pinch myself because it's absolutely the, one of the best jobs in the world. In whiskey, we're planning for 20 years but also beyond that. And I think what, what's really exciting for me in the industry is that as a brand manager, I get to feed into planning for 20 years in the future, even with you know what casks we're laying down now. So it's really exciting to be able to get involved in, in every single part of it with whiskey. Couldn't have had like a better job while I was at uni. But yeah, I actually liked it so much that when I graduated from Strathclyde, I didn't want to give up on whiskey. So I went full time at the distillery went back to uni at Heriot Watt to do the Masters in Brewing and Distilling, which took me up to 2018 when I started in a blending assistant role. And then from there, I'm now assistant blender. <laughs> they're having a right good old natter. Funny they're not talking to each other. Strange that. Anyway, the first voice you heard there, Gordon, was Jason McCabe, our distiller at Glen Goyne. Then we heard from Sean Keir, the Cooper at Tam Do, Sandy McIntyre of course, distiller manage, distillery manager extraordinaire at Tam Do, Katie McCanna, the brand manager at Glen Goyne, and Emma Newton, who is the assistant blender for the entire Ian McLeod portfolio. Could I ask you a question? If you had to maybe do a job 
which job out of all those would you most like to do? That's a good question. That is a very good question. I'm thinking probably distillery manager would be you a reckon? great job. Uh, or, in fact, all of them. I like them all. I mean, I think, or, or maybe blending it. It's a difficult Being one. A blender. Yeah, that's it. Because you're getting to, I take it, sample and nose the whiskies. And then yeah. the Cooper, Sean, basically, at Tam Do, he's got a lovely cooperage. He's on his own at the moment, so he's got the music on. He's his own boss. He is, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, no, and he gets to work with wood all day. I mean, that is a that is a good thing to do, I think. Some people love that. Some people love that. So that's yeah. the insider's guide. But we hopefully, in the second series of Whiskey Unscripted, we will be doing even more. No, no, gosh, we this is this is by means just a little break we are going on. We are going to be back, and we're going to be back with our inane chat, an element of whiskey knowledge and some other great guests so yeah we're just taking a few weeks off over the summer um from our from our podcasting yes yes and on that we're just having a little look back as well because we do like a whiskey moment and we did launch that a few weeks ago our, our whiskey moments in fact i've got two or three whiskey moments here gordon just do you remember these and i'm going to mm-hmm. go back to my wedding day which was in august last year where at the end of the meal we gave all our guests a dram of um, Glengoyne 18 year olds and we enjoyed that at the end of our wedding night that being um, my husband's favourite dram and obviously one of mine as well as the cast strength that I'm enjoying now so whiskey moments for me ha- are, you know they're a crucial part of them are special occasions and you know what's more special than your wedding day and the first the very first discovery I ever visited as I said was Brew Fladdy and it was a, a gentleman called Duncan McGilvery, who sadly is now no longer with us. Um, Mary McGregor, who runs the shop, was very busy and I'd just turned up on the off chance. And Mary was like, I can't even give you a tour. Um, we're, we're that busy. And Duncan was walking across the shop floor. Um, so Mary grabbed Duncan and goes, Duncan, this is Derek from Atlas. And goes, oh, I've heard all about you, Derek, especially Brew Claddy and all your whiskies. Come on, let's go a wee tour. So this was at 11 o'clock in the morning. They found us at half past five in the evening behind casks up at Warehouse 14 uh, as they were locking up. <laughs> Must say it was a very good tour from what I can remember. Um, the next day wasn't so good. It's these things that, that stick out in my memory that make the whiskey world what it is. So, really, there's not many times I'll tell people this is how you drink it. But that one was... Uh, like I've done it, I've put water in it and I've ruined it. <laughs> so I advise you taste it first. Uh, and on the, the most part, everybody kind of did that. And they all, they all had the same. Everybody that had it loved it. Uh, and it was just a, a superb brand. And it was only 10 year old as well. Um, but that was a stunning brand. Uh, and that was one for me where time just stopped and got to enjoy it. Oh, it's getting busier and busier, this pub, I tell you, Gordon. Uh, well, there was just some whiskey moments there from Katie McCann, who's obviously moved table, um, and Derek Mather of the Artisan Restaurant in Wishaw, and David Lapsley of the Etov Restaurant, is a sommelier patron up there in Oban, worth checking out as well. Uh, it's just, we're going to do lots more of those, we'd love to get people sending in their whiskey moments, and we'll get them on, and get some famous people on top of their whiskey moments as well. But, here's another question, what moment in whiskey would you love to happen in the future? Oh, it is summer. We're having a summer break, so what moment 
involving a whiskey, would you? Would you like? I think I'd just like to be in a bar having a whiskey over the next few yeah, weeks. I think, I think that's fair. I'd like to be in a one of the finest whiskey bars in the world, wherever that is. Uh, could be here in Glasgow or. There's some great bars in Singapore, all over the place, even in Australia, great bars there. Just there with enjoying a dram, relaxed, and there's no COVID anywhere. Yeah, I think one of the tastings I did enjoy that gave me a lovely moment is when you were taking me through how to make a highball. And I hope with the nice weather coming back, that will be replicated. Ah, well, I mean, a highball, I mean, if you've never tried a highball, everybody, make sure you have a highball. It's a great way of drinking whiskey. So refreshing, but you still taste the whiskey. Fantastic. We also had in this series, series one, as we call it, with a couple of good laughs and with a couple of good guys in, your friends, uh, Neil Ridley and Joel Harrison. Yes, so they were. They, they, they are great. They are. They, they, they do a great job for whiskey, and uh, it was great to have them on. I think they were actually on for two episodes. 5.1 and 5.2 were they? They, they, they certainly were. We, 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 we dabbled with the 5.1s and 5.2s. We haven't dabbled again. But I just had a wee look back in some of the archives and, okay, there's been a few gags, but I, I, I like this gag out of the whole uh, 14 episodes. This isn't a bad gag. And this is from Neil Ridley. Have a listen to this, Gordon. Yes. Travel Airport says Joel Harrison! Way! Oh. So, Gordon, Gordon, here's one back at you. Where is the John Lennon airport? John Liverpool. Lennon airport? I, I flew yeah. out of that. Liverpool. About three years ago. Liverpool, yes. Great. And of course, that's where the baggage handlers have the, uh, the lyrics from Imagine's their, their phrase, which is Imagine No Possessions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you never have to fly out of there again, then, Joel. If there's any, any people listening in who may happen to be back again. <laughs> It's not a bad gag. I do, I do, I do like that one, Gordon. But looking back, what, any other highlights for yourself that makes you smile or makes you makes you think? Oh, oh there's so many. I mean, working with you is a highlight. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, this, you know, every week I look forward to. It. I don't know what I'm going to do for the next few weeks when we're not doing it. Um, but uh, I'll certainly be probably drinking a little bit less whiskey. Which reminds me, have you got a whiskey in front of you at the moment? I have got a Tamdu single cask, Gordon. The Edinburgh oh. Airport single cask, single malt whisky, an absolute oh. stunning dram. Oh, lovely. That sounds fantastic. I have to say that is so great. I'm drinking a... I, I had it because I found it. It was... Um, I haven't had it for a long time. I'm drinking a Hibiki. Oh. Yeah, a Hibiki... Um, Master Select, which is a travel retail industry, but uh, very nice, very nice, beautifully presented, uh, a blended whiskey, but uh, made from Yamazaki, made from Hakushu, and made from Cheetah. Very lovely example of a beautiful blended whiskey. So that's a great one, a blended whiskey and a, and a single cast, single malt there. Uh, one of Tamdu is exquisite, this Edinburgh Airport edition. Uh, more of that on the website of Tamdu's. Uh, Gordon, we asked about highlights, and just when we're looking through some of the highlight packages of the of the series, something I kind of wish I'd maybe picked up on, um, it came from our friend John Campbell of Lafroy, and just listen to this, it's about Bessie Williamson, and we never really talked about it, and you know my love of history, so just have a listen to this. Bessie Williamson, from 1932, she worked at Lafroy, 1955 became owner, a uh, did so much work, not only for Lafroy, but the Scotch whisky industry. She was a Scotch Scotch whisky 
brand ambassador as well in the 1960s. She was promoting Scotch whisky all over the world, especially uh, in North America. Uh, was a was a focus for Bessie, so but no, an amazing, an amazing woman, uh, amazing person, uh, and I just she just seemed to have the knack of understanding like everything, and it's it's amazing to think of that. So she understood social impact. It seems way ahead of our time. So about sustainability, about the community and about all of these things. She was talking about that in the 1960s, so it's way ahead of our time, yeah. Yeah, so Bessie Williamson, Gordon McKinnell, let it go and I never picked it up on there, but uh, it's a story I didn't know too much about, but I've done a little bit of research on it, but what an amazing story. Hugely influential and really, and you know, she was amazing for Lefroy and then obviously she realised that it was getting to a point that she had to pass it on to somebody who could take it to the next level and, uh, you know, an absolutely uh, amazing woman in whisky and actually there's there's a lot of them littered through whisky and a lot of them, uh, a lot of women now so in, involved in this fantastic uh, product and, it, and, it, and it's really good to see. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. What When I was reading the story about she was travelling the world and she started off in the office, started running the office, and then she was entrusted to run the distillery. You just think, because I've got two daughters, Gordon, how many more women in the past could have done that if they were given the chance? You know, well, yeah, maybe never no. know, but she just showed that if you do give them a chance, um, give ladies, uh, women a chance, you know, great things can happen. And she really transformed that distillery. Absolutely right, yeah, absolutely right. And John, John has, John has as well in terms of, you know, his influence over it as a distillery manager. But uh, she's so integral to the Freuger that isn't. And another, um, when I was looking over some of the the highlights, I don't think we can pass up. I do like a bit of myth busting. That's one of our favourites, busting those myths. And mm -hmm. one of the guys that's kind of started it was John Cashman. Ah, um, the Cashman. Your friends. Oh, an absolute God. encyclopedia of Irish whiskey. He is, he is, he is incredible. I've known John for probably about 15 years. Certainly worked with him for four or five, four years. I mean, an incredible encyclopedia, yeah, an incredible knowledge of Irish whiskey. And he's taught me things about Irish whiskey I didn't know. He, he even when he was on the show, he talked about things that I think most people were like, really, is that the case? Very, well, very interesting, Jen. Gord, on that point, here's just a little a little flavour of um, an episode four. Here's John Cashman. The laws regulating Irish whiskey do not stay. You need to... They actually don't say how many times you have to distill at all. Uh, so you can triple the still, you can double the still. And some of the big brands are, are double the still, the likes of Connemara, which also, you know breaks up that other big myth about Irish whiskey, that Irish whiskey doesn't use peat, doesn't Ooh. use smoke. Well, here's Connemara, one of the most highly decorated and awarded, not just Irish whiskey, but whiskies in the world, and it's double distilled and peated. Look, it's, there's, there's all these myths and legends and misconceptions and misunderstandings with Irish whiskey, but look, right now, young people are drinking Irish whiskey like never before, because I have a theory, it fits in with their palate, you know? They grew up when Gordy, when you and I grew up, you know, if we were thirsty, uh, you know, it was water, it was milk. If we were fortunate, maybe on a special occasion, we might get a sweet sugary drink, you know, um, a birthday, uh, a special occasion or something like that, you know. Our parents growing up, it was really just water or milk, you know. Kids in their 
I say kids, Jesus, I sound like an old lad now. But in their 20s and 30s, when they were growing up, they had juices, they had, you know, soft drinks, they had carbonated sweet sugary drinks. So when they move on to alcohol, they are predisposed to a sweeter, softer style of alcohol. So you have the... I mean, it's fascinating and it's a great theory, Gordon, about... You know, the youth of today maybe been brought up with more sweeter products than we were or our mothers and fathers were. Well, I mean, I think now you hear about the consumption of sugar in modern day compared to even 50 years ago is so, so, so different and, um, you know, to a worrying level, if we're honest. So, um, no, I agree with that and it's something that we need to address. So that was just a little rundown of, I think, some of the, the guests. I apologise if I've not made the cut there, but just wanted to, for the season finale, have a little uh, ramble through some of the people we've had on. What, do you, what can we expect when we're coming back in August, Gordon? What's, what's well, the challenge? I mean, the first thing to expect is we'll start A to Z at N. <laughs> that yeah, was... We'll be coming back. I mean, if that doesn't make you come back in two <laughs> or three weeks, the letter M, nothing will. So we'll be doing that. No, we are going to be doing very much the same. We've had, I think, Gordon, you and I, when we started this as a project or as a sort of let's create a podcast, we were, we, we were, we were very sort of um, we were quite clear. We didn't want to think about it too much. Yeah. And I think what's really come through is that some of the feedback we've had has been great. Um, people have loved it and are really enjoying it, and that's what we want to continue on. So. You know, you're away on holiday, I'm away on holiday, so we just need to take a couple of weeks off and we'll be back with very much the same the same, uh, same, formula. So we would absolutely say to everybody, if you've not listened to some of the podcasts that have been before, listen to them all. There's a lot of great stuff out there. Yes, and please, please share Whiskey Unscripted with the world. It would be lovely to get it, to get it out there. And we'll share some of this whiskey, Gordon, and hopefully we can meet up in the same room and might record the podcast. We might even do it live on video one time, so you can actually see us completely unscripted. Um, Loads of plans. Which could be a complete disaster. <laughs> but, um, it's, uh, yeah, we're we're we we we're really ha- we really love doing it. We will be back in uh, a few weeks' time, which we're really excited about. Um, so we hope everybody has a nice July and Yes, yes, indeed, Gordon, and I can only raise my single cask tam do to you and wish you a happy summer and a wonderful uh, Slangeva. Well, I would, uh, I've nailed my hippie I'm getting late, so uh, <laughs> Slangeva to you. Slangeva. Gordon, well, I hope you enjoyed the, the, the bar. I'm sorry there was no pub quiz this week. Well, I'll try and get some entertainment. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad. Nice little. I think it's now time for the kebabs. So, are you coming? I might go and get a kebab. Whiskey Unscripted was brought to you by E. McLeod Distillers, crafting spirits with passion. And we will return in August. Thank you for listening. Gordon, would you pay the tab?